Yeah, hopefully we have on that. Okay. Uh, so just going to start episode 36? Yeah, say something cute. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. Be, you know what you could use is like, I like how they do like a sentence from the middle of it in the beginning. Of the interview? Yeah. Yeah, they'll do like a sentence and then they'll do music and then he's like, welcome. Like a poignant sentence in, they just cut it out. To cut it and put it at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I can do that. I like to look at the, just the historic obesity rates and stuff and like what have we been changing lately? It's just all this processed and hyper palatable foods. I think that's like the number one thing. to meet episode 36 cheers jimmy cheers 36 baby yeah um tonight we have an interview with keto connect yeah matt and mega super excited you know who's more excited about this interview than us uh my sister yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm excited i mean they're they're super cool yeah yeah we already did the interview um and I was all ready to battle because, you know, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. But they're so sweet and nice. Yeah, I mean, keto is the complete opposite of vegan. But so. it's not in the sense that it's just being more aware of what you're eating. Like, I'm going to get down with anyone who's just pushing be more cognizant of what you're eating. Absolutely. And we're we're trying not to be the crazy lunatic, like, scare you away vegans. We're yeah. trying to... We're trying to help improve people's health. I obviously think being a plant-based <laughs> diet is the best, like so many benefits, but I'm not ever going to down on someone for taking control of their health and trying in whatever way or capacity they want. Yeah. At least, so. at least if they're nice, we won't. But. Yeah. Yeah. If you're mean, I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> don't eat carbs, you weirdo. Uh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was, it was an awesome interview and uh, we learned a lot about something we didn't know a lot about. Um, we obviously aren't keto or promoting keto, no. but we're promoting health and uh It was it, interesting and least, educational. Yeah, so it's it's one of my favorites. So yeah. enjoy so it. We're gonna go eat some um keto dinner, right? Sort of. Uh I don't actually know. Well no, I don't think they do beans and it has beans in it. Yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. having a just to recap, we're having a taco salad in a second and it's um cauliflower and walnuts, which is on my re- uh my website. And then I'm gonna put like red beans and guacamole and some romaine lettuce and some tomatoes and onions and oh oh my gosh you know what we're gonna eat tonight with it are those pickled onions that i made over the weekend oh yeah yes. and there's pickled jalapenos in there smell those for a few days they were really good i'm excited love about anything that. pickled um well i guess before we put on um matt and mega um, if you want to learn, if you want to find them, they're on YouTube as Keto Connect. Um, their website is ketoconnect.net. Um, they have a very strong YouTube presence at Keto Connect. Yeah, they're like wicked famous. Um, they're really cool. Just don't eat what they eat. Oh, we God. Eat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But no, they're really cool and they, they have a really cool web presence. So if you want to check that out, it's Keto Connect, I guess, pretty much everywhere you find. Um, Awesome internet yeah. stuff. Um, before that, though, we're going to get to them in just a second. Please rate and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using. And I'd really like to hear any of your vegan stories. So if you have a journey that you're on, that you started, that you're in the middle of, that you fell off of, or that you're just curious about, please, please email me. 
Uh, Lisa beats your meat at, at gmail.com, right? You got it. Um, please email me, and I would love to share those on this podcast or on our website um, or any of our many social media presences. Um, but send me any sort of information you have, and um, definitely subscribe, definitely rate us. Give us whatever rating you feel is appropriate. Only five star. Otherwise, <laughs> and, don't listen to us. Um, and that's it. So let's go ahead and get that interview on. Here's Keto Connect with Matt and Mega. Matt and Mega from KetoConnect.com uh, or dot .net. .net. And then, dot .net. Dot .net. <laughs> and then you guys have a podcast as well, Keto for Newbies. Keto for normies. Normies. Yeah. Um, so you guys are the go-to keto people, and keto has swept this nation. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's why I'm excited to talk to you guys today because I feel like at the same time, I've, every day I feel like veganism is becoming so much more of a you know a mainstream, not a bad word to say. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. keto thing at the exact same time seems to be taking off, and there are two very different diets. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do share a lot of similarities, I think. So I think be really, we're really excited to talk to you guys about it. Yes. Yeah, I think people just taking their health into their hands in general is leading people to do more, I guess you could say extreme things. Veganism and keto are definitely on extreme ends of the spectrum as compared to like a standard diet. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good to see. Yeah. Um, okay, well, what led you guys to keto? Was it a weight loss journey um, and, you know, why did you decide to use this and change your lifestyle for keto? Well, I've always been experimenting with my nutrition pretty, you know, I, I, I was a vegetarian for a couple years. I played college basketball and I was graduating and I was like, you know, I need to figure this out a little bit because I know when I stop all the activity, I'm going to just pack on the pounds. My diet was terrible and it didn't really matter at that time. So, um, I tried a few different things. I tried just like intermittent fasting with a standard American diet, things like that. I tried a vegetarian diet for a while and then it was, I met her when I was a vegetarian. This is my co-host mega. And, uh, basically, basically everything was going pretty well. Like I'm not one of the people that, that, you know, I quit being a vegan, a vegetarian, and then my life totally changed. I realized how malnourished I was. It was fine. Like I was doing pretty good Mm -hmm. on a vegetarian diet. And I saw the film, That Sugar Film, and that kind of like just enlightened me a a little bit to how much sugar I was eating in these so-called healthy foods because I was a pretty healthy eater by most respects. So like, you know, morning would be orange juice, uh, maybe like some granola, oatmeal, things like that. But just as like a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I don't do that for a while, this thing that is such a huge part of my diet without me really being that aware of it, how different will I feel? So I tried that, and I've just been sticking with it ever since. And we started together at the same time, basically. Yeah, and for me, it's mostly been about finding something. I was a vegetarian for eight years growing up in an Indian household. It was almost vegan, a lot of lentils and just rice and whole wheat. Um, But I wanted to find something that was sustainable long-term in the sense like I could eat and feel satisfied with carbs. I never really felt that way, but eating a lot, um, a lot of fat helps me just like feel energized throughout the day without the lag and needing to eat constantly. So I enjoy that aspect. And I think both of us, and I think this is true for a lot of people doing keto are the type of people that don't have the best control over their food (laughs) intake in general. And I think keto definitely really helps with that. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people that just don't really think about it much and they eat the right amount of food on a daily basis and it's not a big deal. We're not like that at all. 
So that has, this has definitely helped us with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone in our generation, I guess, you know, we were kind of the new Americans that we know, all yeah. overeat. We grew up overeating and yeah. living in lavish food lifestyles. So yeah. I guess it's time. I mean, I guess we're lucky we're figuring out. Yeah. That's interesting. The um, the bit about the amount of sugar in quote unquote healthy foods, which is just such a travesty to like the American public because. You know, you get your juices or your orange juice and your granola and you think that that's something healthy that you're eating or like a like a Nutrigain bar, you know, that yeah. was like, oh, that's so healthy. Or even a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, um, but know. even like the juices, I went on a kick about this the last episode because people don't realize that when you're drinking orange juice, if you eat an orange, you get all this other stuff that's going to slow down how many oranges you're going to eat. But you're going to ingest eight oranges. That's too much sugar that, you know, your body necessarily doesn't need. So, yeah, well, yeah. I guess before we go any further, um, a lot of people don't know what keto is. Yeah. A um, little rundown. Yeah. Can you briefly explain what it is, I guess. Yeah. So it's basically the big concept behind it is. A normal diet, pretty much every standard diet, you're using glucose for fuel, which is derived generally from carbs, or you can turn protein into glucose if needed. Um, but a keto diet gets your body to use fat for fuel uh, through ketones. So it's like a big shift. That's kind of, I think, what draws people to it and why it's become such a fad lately because people think you know it's a totally different fuel system for your body so it's gonna be different when really a lot of the same rules apply like it's not magic you have to still restrict your calories if you want to lose weight but in general the macronutrient ratio that you'll see to put your body into a state of ketosis will be like 75 percent of calories from fat about 20% from protein. So that's a little bit lower than most Americans are getting. And then 5% or less from carbs. So it's pretty extreme in regards to the carb restriction. And when, when you tell someone to restrict their carb intake, the first thing they do is usually increase the protein. Because yeah. fat, fat is just so like... It's totally been removed from our food supply in a sense. Like when you go to the grocery store, you can't find fat really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of not intuitive, but you definitely have to be adding in some fat if you want to be doing a good sustainable keto diet in our opinions. Okay. Um, well, sustainable on this ketosis is actually very interesting to me. So is this something that, um, you can do long term? Like, are you going to plan to stay in ketosis? Um, you know, when you're like 60, you know, like, how's that look? Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's a great question. And on like someone coming from a standard American diet, it's probably is going to be hard. It's going to take some trial and error getting used to it. And like when I'm 60, I'm probably going to be eating like cheesecake and stuff like I'm going to be <laughs> indulging at age 60. But <laughs> but for the next good amount of time, obviously, unless new research comes to light, that makes me change my mind. I'm going to stick with keto just because we're to the stage where we just want to be really productive on a day-to-day basis. Um, that's what I find really beneficial about it is just the no crash, just level energy levels. Um, so that is enough for me to stick with it. And then obviously the ability to just control my food intake a little bit more. But yeah, I plan on sticking with it for a while. But we've kind of set our life up in a way to where it is more sustainable. Um But, and we try to like, that's what a lot of what we do is we make recipes that make it easy for people that still need their old standard American diet foods to be translated to a keto diet. So we're trying to make it more approachable for people. 
Yeah. And I was going to say for the foreseeable future, absolutely. I plan on sticking to it, even like through pregnancy and having children. Um, and we talk about 60 as if it's old, but 60 <laughs> is not old at all. So yeah, I don't plan. And I think Matt was joking, but like, I don't think we plan on indulging at the age of 60. Oh, I wasn't joking. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think our generation is different in the sense that we don't look to retirement as excitedly as, you know, a lot of people do, or we don't want to like just kick back and be able to let go. And, you know, like just, it just doesn't make sense anymore for us. We want to work. We want to be productive for the rest of our remaining lives, even when we have kids. So I think when I'm 60, 70, if this is the best suited lifestyle for me and I'm the most energetic, I don't imagine shifting from it. Yeah. And it would be nice to see just kind of the health guidelines and some of the food availability shift a little bit to make it easier when, by the time we're 70, like I'm thinking keto might be easier to do at that time even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're in the same boat. You know, we, we see this as long term. It is difficult for people a lot of times to go to a vegan diet and people miss things. So, I mean, right. similar, I guess, to what you guys do. Lisa's website is pretty much like, here's how you can have nachos during football yeah. or here's how you yeah. can still eat mac and cheese and right. um, trying to ease people into it. Um, right. Um, but OK, so ketosis is a. Uh, I'm trying to get like sciency. Um, is a <laughs> it's a, you're forcing your body into ketosis, which is not necessarily a natural state, right? Um, right. See, that's debatable. Some <laughs> right. some die some diehards will tell you ketosis is a natural state of the human ketosis. body. I'm not sure you, about that. Are you are you so you're saying that your body might suppose it's supposed to be burning our fat instead of glucose, like naturally? See, I, I don't know if that's true necessarily. I would need to look into this a little bit more. But I do just think I like to think about like what we used to eat our ancestors. And this is all obviously like a hotly debated topic. Also, yeah. um, I do think our ancestors probably spent a decent amount of time in ketosis just because of like the famine feast right. famine type of lifestyle they were living. Um, I wouldn't say it's the natural state, but I would definitely say it's not natural to never be in ketosis. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys do um, intermittent uh, fasting, and I, I think that's a super beneficial um, like tool to use in your diet. Yeah, my like, understanding People usually is that... gorge themselves, and they never give their body yeah. a chance to sit yeah. back and like process a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know about ketosis. I'm no scientist. <laughs> <laughs> well, my understanding is, yeah, it's, it's a natural... Um, function your body created ketones a are a, a natural a natural safety net for your body in, in during that famine or during that time when your body you know runs out of things to burn I guess um, so it do, so I guess and I don't even know we we're fairly new to this do you guys cycle in and out of this are you yeah. constantly in ketosis I we've mean, tried we've tried cycling in and out a little bit more uh, in the past it's something we've gone away from we don't really like it as much. But um, as far as Can like you physically tell, I'm sorry, when you go in and out, like you can't really tell the exact moment you're like in and out, but you can tell when you're out. Yeah, kind of. So like we did something that was carb cycling, which was high carb day one day a week. Right. And like when I took the first 50 grams of carbs in the morning, like very much mentally scattered. Yeah. And this is not to say like anyone doing 50 grams of carbs in the morning is going to get that because you know, if you're doing carbs all the time, you're way better at using them. That's kind of the give and take of this is you're building a metabolic pathway. So like I can use ketones really well now. I can't use carbs as well. Right. Oh. Um, and e so even if you like went off the diet, you would probably really struggle to yeah. get your body back. 
it's normal. There would be a transition period yeah. for sure. And one thing to definitely keep in mind is like when you do ketosis really long term, your glycogen stores, they're they're at like 50% capacity. So if I were to carb up, I would only have I would not have as much glucose availability as like you guys do. Right. right. You have okay. twice as much basically. Okay. Huh. So, um your kidneys um Okay, let me like think about this. But <laughs> your, your kidneys use sugars. Like some of the cells in your kidneys can only use sugars, like glucose, to do certain functions for the kidneys. So your kidney, you know, filters out toxins. Um, is it a worry that your your kidneys are not working because they don't have that supply of glucose to work off of? You know, like like we drink all the time. I need my kidneys at a hundred and ten percent. Like yeah. on, all like, the time. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it because when we podcast, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Go no, there, there's actually parts of your brain that only run off of glucose, too. And this is actually where the 20 net carb mm -hmm. metric comes from is like okay. if your body has no carbs, it needs about 20 grams of carbs a day just to do like those base level functions to keep it running. So if you're at zero carbs, which a lot of people even do zero carb diets, your body makes glucose right. first out of protein and then second out of fat, which is like really inefficient. Um and generally when you're doing a lot of, it's called gluconeogenesis, turning uh, protein. protein and fats into glucose, it's like an uh, inefficient process and it doesn't probably, like you're not working as optimally when you're doing that. Right. So yeah, but you can derive glucose from other sources in your body. But it's just not as efficient. So you're saying get a little bit of carbs for those little functions? Yeah, you could do that, but... Even if you don't do the little bit of carbs, your body is going to produce them, so you still have them in your body. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't notice any kind of, like, like you're not going to notice anything crazy going wrong, yeah. like kidney function and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Um, then I have another question about calcium. Do you, um, I heard that, so I heard, it's like I, I heard on the grapevine, but um, <laughs> that, so ketones is like a hormone, and you, um, it's an acidic hormone, and that when you have a release of ketones in your body, that it needs to, um, it needs alkaline, you know, it needs to get um, its pH down. So it'll leach calcium, which is a very, what's acid? It's a very basic. So yeah, let, I always like go through this she, out loud. She, she walks it out, walks us calcium through Calcium <laughs> is a base and it's found in your bones and ketones is acidic and so you need to neutralize that so it pulls some of the calcium from your bones are you cognizant of calcium intake so at vegans all? aren't the only ones accused of not getting enough calcium yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um actually no that's not a concern we've ever really come across uh, and we get a lot of questions this the calcium one is not really one but yeah when you are doing keto uh, the first thing is electrolytes is like a huge issue and it's because of the the glycogen just being depleted from your body So like sodium potassium magnesium calcium is an electrolyte as well, but it's not as necessary to supplement okay. um, But yeah, you want to definitely be supplementing electrolytes, but calcium is not really a big concern of ours okay. I guess we've never looked into is red meat really rich in calcium. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but like cheese and stuff, you get you get right. like a decent amount of calcium on a. A lot of people do diet. high high cheese content. Yeah, just <laughs> not the best, but yeah, there's a lot of calcium in that way. Well, that actually brings me to my another um, a next question is that, so, uh, a bad vegan and then a bad keto. Like, 
When I <laughs> tell people go be vegan and they're like, okay, and they're eating Doritos and um, Oreos and all this processed Oreos. foods that it's like, it, yeah, it's vegan, but it's not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see a lot of like unhealthy keto and like how do you kind of like guide them in the right direction? Because it's like I could say go be vegan and someone's going to eat like a fake hot dog, but then like a, a real hot dog you know, which is like a carcinogen and all, we shouldn't, you, I don't know, like you shouldn't eat that, but how do you kind of guide these people, you know? Yeah. Is that a question? How do you guys feel about the fake meat type of products? Are you, do you guys oh, like eat those a lot? Beyond beef and stuff yeah. like that? Some of the newer ones I get down with, um, I think part of the battle that the newer ones are having is they've, they've come so far in taste, but taste was so shitty for so many yeah. years that mm-hmm. people were just so scared of this stuff, but um health wise i think that's still way up in the air taste wise it's getting unbelievable and i'm only i'm two years vegan so i'm an original vegan so i have um lisa's never had bacon ever in her whole entire life so she's Uh she's weird Um, (laughs) honestly the vegan bacons are not that bad for uh, compared but they're not that good they're not good they've come a long way again like that's another one that um, the sausage has come a long way but the burgers i'm very impressed with. but again a lot of what we do is like we're we're trying to be as health conscious as possible. Yeah. So, but, I think so the, as as my I'm like ethically vegan, so even yeah. if like um all the health stuff didn't matter, like I'm not gonna eat animals in any capacity because it's like I love them. Like that's that's a totally different subject. But um to to like replicate fake meat, it's kind of like you said you weren't gonna eat that, so don't eat it. You know, like I'm yeah. not gonna like come up with like all these substitutions when it's like just stick to what you can eat instead so i don't know yeah so as far as that goes with keto i guess we have like a pretty relaxed approach with that because the thing is like if you tell someone to eat healthy like we know we kind of know what healthy is even the usda guidelines and stuff they're pretty bad but if you're following those, you're going to be doing okay even, but people just can't follow those. Like people can't, cause they're, they have all this hyper palatable food, like Oreos, things like that, like you're mentioning. And if given, like if those are in your presence, us by nature is not just meant to eat those, you know, a portion of those, one serving of those, we're meant to overeat those and just eat as much as possible until we pass out. So you're coming <laughs> from that. And that's like the context of, of your life. And then you're trying to transition to being just a little bit healthier. So I have a lot of sympathy for people that need to have these transitional foods before they get to an actual really healthy diet, like Quest Bars, things like that. They're not good. They're not great for your diet. They're going to make like the best way to do it is just jump right in and you, you'll conquer your sugar cravings. If you keep feeding them with like fake sugars and f- replacement foods, it's going to just prolong the agony a little bit. But yeah. Not everyone's ready to just jump right in. So there are there are like you were asking, though, is there like a bad keto? And I would definitely say there are there are people like who will comment and they'll say, oh, I just got a gallon of heavy cream and I just sat in my truck and I drank half of it. It was so good. <laughs> Carb free. Like, yeah, it says like zero carb on it. And so people, I think bad in the sense they're just unaware of like how to read a nutrition label. And so they overdo it on certain products that aren't the best for you, like the processed ones. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of the allure for keto is also like, you know, the the giant plates of bacon and just overindulgence, right. which is not really what it is about. I mean, 
the same the same dietary you know concepts apply it's not just like a free thing it, it has like a lure of being magical because it's a different metabolic state that your body's in so people think it's the answer but you still Definitely. it takes some work yeah I, I feel like a lot of that's um a lot of what's gotten popular is that oh i can eat this and this and still lose weight and it's right so they're gorging on bacon or ice cream or not no like What's it? Halo? Halo top. Halo yeah. Top. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. So. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I guess, yeah, the the bad stuff is where people kind of are like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I admittedly was like, keto. Like, we're just going to sit around. And, like, my dad used to put, like, sour cream on a, on a, a like, steak. a T-bone steak at, like, 6 in the morning. Yeah. And, like, sprinkle cheese on it and cover in hot sauce and be like, I'm losing weight. And I'm like, that just, just doesn't seem right. Mm. <laughs> but, that, but that's the extreme, though. It's the same with veganism. You got people, like we said, gorging on this fake stuff. Um, but I want to talk about the side effects. You guys probably are experts on this. You probably yes. get asked about this a lot. Um, I feel like when people go vegan, the first thing we always hear is, like, I feel amazing. I'm my acne's clearing up. I feel healthy. Blah 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 blah. But then with keto, I feel like I, I hear that you guys go through like some a lot the of the, a lot of the criticisms are a lot of crazy ass side effects. Yeah, is yeah. are these are these things that you're going to go through? Are these things that you can avoid? You know, like it's like hair loss or your breath smells, like all these crazy things. So it you know how do you avoid those, or is this just unavoidable? Yeah, the big one is the keto flu, which right. is just kind of a thing that happens. It's pretty unavoidable. Um, it goes like varying degrees, but that's just your body is depleting itself of glycogen. Like you're not giving it any carbs. So then it's really low on electrolytes. And that's why I'm saying supplementing electrolytes is pretty crucial, especially in the beginning. So you get like headaches. You just feel really low energy and pretty terrible for like three or four days. Um, that's kind of how it works. Uh yeah, it's Do not you ideal. feel that again and again, like every time you go mm. off of it or no? No, no, definitely not as much unless you do it for a real prolonged time. Like think of adapting to keto. It's kind of the same in reverse to where once you have the metabolic pathway built up of like I'm doing keto, my body's running on ketones. It does that by default okay. and it's hard to change that. You have to make an effort to change it back by just eating carbs repeatedly over the course of like a week or so. But um, and then like the hair loss is not a, that common of a thing. Some people do report that it happens. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I don't think it's like a vitamin or mineral deficiency as much as it is just with like a radical change in diet. Or radical weight loss. Or weight loss. Maybe some things are happening there. I'm not entirely sure about that. And then the breath is when you're first starting, you will get that a lot of the time. It's the acetone. It's a byproduct of ketone production. Um, that's why they actually have like breath meters that can measure your ketones. But yeah, that does happen at the start. A lot of these things are just like acute things when you start and then they go away over time. You your, transition. Your, your body just figures things out a little bit more. Uh, what are some other side effects though? I guess another side effect that maybe people don't realize is your athletic performance definitely yeah. takes a hit for like a month. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. Because you're so used to just having that quick explosive glucose yeah. energy and when, when it's not there, it's really kind of weird at first. Um, like, like, for example, doing a 100-meter sprint, you're going to be better doing that when you have glucose. And a lot of people, like everyone's so diehard with their diet. I don't know why, 
Um, like there's certain benefits to keto, a lot of benefits. We do it because we think the benefits outweigh the downsides. Right. But like doing a hundred meter sprint, like I wouldn't say Usain Bolt should be doing a keto diet. He's not going to be as fast for sure. <laughs> do you um, say there is, sorry, you keep that like is messing that up. Sorry. sorry. Um, do you ever promote, like say you have an athlete that's do, trying to do ketosis. If they were had like a run or they were like a marathon run or something um, to eat a high carb meal before that event or whatnot? Like, is that allowed? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but right. I actually think this presents you with some cool options. And I think people are starting to turn to this, but if you have the metabolic pathway built up to where you can use ketones and you can use glucose, yeah. if you start the race, like just right before the race, maybe 20 minutes before they have those gel packs that are just pure quick carbs. Yeah. You can take those and you can still take those all throughout the race. Like normal runners do. And then when you get through those, you don't like bonk, I think the term they use is, as hard. Because someone who's running on glucose, once they burn through the glucose, they're not as good at using the fat for fuel. And you have like a much bigger fuel tank of fat. Right. So I do think there's definitely some promise. I don't. I think it still needs to be researched a little bit more. But yeah, when you're uh, in ketosis and then you fuel with some quick carbs during runs, that could be a big edge on the competition. I never right. thought of it like that. Um, speaking of like... Like long-term studies and stuff. When you look up ketosis, obviously you're directed right back to uh, Dr. Atkins and, you know, 15, 20 years ago when this all seemed to get exciting. Yeah. Um, Do you try to pull away from that image? What, what, is, what is it? Is there a difference between his? I mean, he wanted people in ketosis, but is there a difference between the keto diet and the, the Dr. Atkins diet or whatever that was called? So their phase one is essentially a keto diet, right? It's like the, yeah, the, the first in, phase induction in phase. the induction phase of an Atkins diet is a keto diet. And then you transition into more pro just it's really high protein, I would say moderate fat and then low carb and not even as low carb as a keto diet. Hmm. So low carb could mean under 100 grams, but a keto diet is, is specifically 20 net carbs usually. Yeah, and the big difference is the fat intake. So that, in my mind, makes it way more sustainable, mm -hmm. and you just feel a lot better. We've really this is something within a keto diet we've experimented with a lot is the fat to protein ratio. We've gone up to like 35% calories from fat, which is a lot. Protein or from protein, I mean, which is yeah. a lot. Um, and now we do closer to like 80% calories from fat and that's just way more sustainable and you feel a lot better because you start deriving your energy from fat. So you really like notice. Like when you have a good high fat meal, you feel more energized. You just yeah. feel better. Mm -hmm. Do you count? Do you guys count your calories? I know you have a lot of stuff to keep track of. But is calories one of them? We do occasionally. It depends on our goals. Like right now, we're doing something very specific, so we are counting our calories and just counting everything. But the idea is, and I think most people just want to get to a point where they can eat intuitively yeah. and you know do well and not think about food quite as much. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's our biggest sell in. Uh, with veganism is when you get into the habits and it is difficult. I mean, I'm married to someone who cooks some kick-ass meals and has a, you know, recipes and stuff on my own. I'd struggle. Um, but once you get into it, like I haven't thought about the, you know, any nutrient or calorie or anything that's going into my body. And I think that's what everyone kind of wants, but, yeah. um, are you, yeah. guys, are you calorie, do you, do you lower your calories or like to start? Uh, right now, uh, we're like tapering our calories every week. We're doing something really specific to hit a certain goal. Okay. Um, yeah, but when we're not tracking or when we're, when we're not like doing something specific for goals, we don't track and it's 
pretty easy for me to maintain my weight, which is a huge plus. Like even when I'm eating at a surplus, it's easy for me, my body just autocorrect and like, then I'm not hungrier the next day or like as hungry. And it's just, uh, it balances out. I find. Yeah. That makes sense. How many calories do you guys think you do a day? Um, I do like 2,600 calories a day and I'm six, three, almost 200 pounds. And I probably do like 1700, 1700, 1800. I'm 5'4", Okay. And this is like a big debate in the keto community yeah. is like, yeah. is there a, met- a metabolic advantage to doing keto? And we're kind of of the opinion that there's not. Basically, like, can you eat more calories when you're doing keto than you could otherwise? Oh. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's pretty average amount. I, I, re- I was reading a lot that like a lot of the criticism of Atkins is that it actually was just extremely limiting calories. So, of course, you're going to mm-hmm. lose weight. Uh, but it sounds like you guys aren't. You know, I think that. th- that's kind of a common thread in a lot of diets that are somewhat sustainable and successful. Yeah, they limit like even vegan veganism limits. It just limits the food choices. It limits like all of the terrible foods like the chocolate chip cookies that are both mm-hmm. high carb, high sugar and yes. high fat. Right. Like that's yeah. the really bad stuff. Yeah, we yeah. definitely talk about that, like going into work and in the break room, there's like ho-hos yeah. and it's like, well, I can't eat those because of this these this diet yeah. I adhere to, but it's also good I'm avoiding it. Yeah, it sets some pretty good ground rules for yeah. just the basics. Yeah. I, I think that's a few things that we could- Obviously I mean, agree on. Vegans and ketosis, there's a lot we can disagree on, um, but I think the biggest advantage to both of these diets- is uh, the lack of terrible sugars and mm-hmm. refined flour right. and things like that, which is packed into pretty much everything we come across. Yeah, I think that's another thing why um, people get really down with a low or no carb thing is because most carbs people see on a day-to-day basis are terrible, terrible carbs for them. No one really takes their time to think like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, like like we get down with like uh, complex carbs, like, um, you know, your potatoes, sweet potatoes and grains and stuff like that which wouldn't work in your diet but people wouldn't even consider that a carbohydrate the carbohydrates yeah. is pasta and cereal yeah, and, yeah. You know, cheerios yeah stuff like that do, but do you guys have anyone uh who tries doing a vegan keto diet no i was just gonna ask you that um i looked it up today and we're what is do people do this i guess is you it, could yeah I think people do try and do it, but I definitely think like the sum is less than its parts basically yeah. is kind of how that works. Um, like vegans, pretty good. Keto's good. And then when you put it together, it's just worse. I yeah. think yeah. In, in both aspects. Well, my sister uh, said that my sister was like, they love challenges. So ask them if they want to do a keto vegan challenge with you. <laughs> I was like, so that's definitely something we could do people, for a week. People have asked us to do it and we're just like, that would, that would probably just be bad for our health. Yeah. Overall. Mine too. But if you're ever interested, I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to do, I used to try a few different, uh, really low carb diets and uh, I had a lot of success with them, like physically, like on the outside, like my body looked the best it ever had, but um, it just didn't work for me long term. Um, and I guess, you know, there's a lot of things that we disagree on um, when it comes to consuming animal products. And I guess the biggest thing is Lisa and I feel that, you know, when we are 60, that that might be the difference between, like you were saying earlier, Mega, being a healthy um I guess not an elderly person anymore, but yeah. a functioning 60 year old. Um, I mean, the right. thing that's going to kill most Americans is heart disease and cancer. So I'm sure you guys get a lot of questions about um, cholesterol and heart disease and high fat diets and 
Are you going to make it to 30 or 40? Or, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do get that a lot. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think a lot of that, this is kind of a lot of the studies that um, like I watched the documentary, What the Health? And that I've, was I've, how I've, I saw you guys. Your reaction. Oh, that, yeah, that was video cool. was pretty big. I think yeah. that's how that's how where we first yeah. came across you. That honestly, we could have done a better job with that. Yeah, but we, yeah. But, I watched um, the whole thing, I, and like at the end, I was like, "Why am I still watching this? It's like a half an hour." But I was, <laughs> I was totally engaged. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, so yeah, I I went down the whole path. I think similar to you guys of kind of trying to figure out nutrition for myself and what seems to make sense to me. And a lot of like the high fat diets lead to heart disease, higher cholesterol, like a keto diet generally, you probably will have a little bit higher cholesterol. I don't necessarily think that means you're at a higher risk for heart disease or that plaques building up in your arteries as we speak. Yes. But, um, the correlative studies, so here's kind of how I would look at it when they're all, um, epidemiological studies and just kind of like human population correlative studies to where in America, the people that eat more processed meats is the big one are at a higher risk for heart disease and cancer. And in, I think even people who eat more meat in general in America are at a higher risk for those things. Absolutely. So the way you can kind of look at that, one way to look at it, how a person doing keto would probably look at it is those people, so for the last 40 years, our government has been telling us red meat, don't eat as much of it, definitely don't eat processed meats, and you want to eat low fat. So the type of person who's eating high fat and a lot of red meat is someone who doesn't care what the, the current science is saying about health. Okay. So that's a type of person, right? And a lot of the, the studies that are also showing vegan diets, a lot of them show vegan diets to be far superior to any other diet. And then I would say, like, look at the typical person who's a vegan. They're generally very health conscious. And that's kind of just like skewing the data in my mind. I'd like to see some more mechanistic data behind, like, why does fat cause heart disease? In the context of a standard American diet, when you're eating all these trans fats and you're just eating higher fat in general with all the terrible foods, it's probably likely that you're at a higher risk for heart disease. Um, that makes but in a, in a ketogenic metabolism, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I yeah. think the RDAs, we've talked to a lot of people about this, like the RDAs, the guidelines change a bit, right, when you're on a keto diet because um, you don't need certain nutrients or you get enough from like the red meat. Like red meat is packed with nutrients and that's why a carnivore diet is sustainable long term and a lot of people do it just eating pure meat. Um, yeah, I think I think I think just the that's that's a big thing. Like the the RDA guidelines for the nutrient intake is based on the standard American diet. And it's not the same. Like even someone doing a vegan diet, if you're looking at the RDAs of the 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 ones that the government's giving us of the standard American diet, you probably don't need all those things in those same proportions. It's a little bit different for you. Right. Well, I think anybody who's being cognizant of what they're eating, like making that choice to be mindful of your health and taking it into your own um, you know, choices is going to be healthier. So whether it's a ketogenic diet um, or a vegan diet or I don't know any other diets, but um, <laughs> anybody that's going to just be mindful, they're going to be in a healthier state. So, yeah, the data, I don't know. You could argue it either way, you know, all day, but it's just yeah. we should be pushing uh, if anything. And I think we've tried to talk about this a lot is just be mindful of what you're ingesting. No 
what's in your food and know, you know, where it came from and you're going to have a healthier lifestyle. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I mimic this off of, I don't know, like looking at long term, the studies, uh, Matt, like you were saying, like I, I've heard that a few times. And that makes so much sense. There's not a lot of vegans um, tailgating, you know, smoking cigars, pounding Bud yeah. Lights. Like that's the guy cooking the steak. Yeah. And that doesn't come into, you know, account when you're studying the average American. And then yeah. the, the typical vegan is the guy, you know, sitting home, whatever. But um, long term wise, um, there's there's and you guys might know some of these, but. There's a lot of cultures where people do live to be 80, 90, 100, mm -hmm. and, the, and they live a very healthy, vibrant life to the end. And those seem to be primarily plant-based diets. None of them are vegan. They all have some kind mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. you know, either goat cheese or, you know, fish or salmon or things like that. Um, but are there any, like, cultural... <gasps> Like are there groups that are just ketosis, <laughs> not ketosis, but, but, but like super there carnivores. Actually, yeah, there actually are a few. I don't know what are the. There's one in California that's oh, the vegan yeah. ones, right? The, um, the oh, the it's like a Christian or the yeah, the Seventh Adventist. Yeah, Seventh yes. Advent. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have seen a lot of data based on them. Um, but there is the Maasai is one. I think it's like an African tribe. And then there's also like the, what is it? The Inuit or something oh. the, that, that just live. That's like the closest to keto. Okay. It's like a lot of fat. Like, um, well, fish are super high in fat, right? Yeah. 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 So those are the two best data points. And when you look at them, they generally live to be relatively healthy and they don't have, you know, a high risk for any of these diseases. But then when like some of these people are now coming in contact with modern societies and it's crazy how quick those type of people who have just been isolated to their natural diet, when they start getting like accessibility to Twinkies, like immediately, like in a year, they're, they're in terrible health. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah, like the Okinawans. Um, once we put a military base there, you know, they were primarily plant-based um, with fish, and now they have McDonald's and Burger King, and yeah. and the the new generation there is, you know, developing heart disease and cancer at the same rate as Americans do. Yeah. So their parents and grandparents are watching their kids and grandkids like perish and die before they even do. Just crazy. Mm -hmm. But I guess sense. I mean, yeah, that could. Um, feed into the argument that it is cultural that it's what you build your body up to be i guess yeah um but i don't know heart disease scares the shit out of me so I'm <laughs> I'm just yeah, it, no i think like the common thing that's just been introduced in like i like to look at the just the historic obesity rates and stuff and like what have we been changing lately it's just all this processed and hyper palatable foods i think that's like the number one thing so when people do keto and they're like, I'm just not that hungry anymore. It's because you're always hungry for the delicious, um, like chocolate chip cookies and stuff, but you're not always hungry to eat like, you know, eggs, hard boiled eggs, hard -boiled eggs and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. No, yeah, and eat, we get like that. salads and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was, I don't know. Do you have any more questions? Uh, I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but maybe, I don't know. It'd be cool to do it again sometimes. I mean, we haven't really talked about like, most of the vegans are vegan for compassion. Compassion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came on board through environmentalism, and I'm learning more and more that animal agriculture is the bad guy when it comes to environmentalism, um, yeah. at least in my opinion. Um, but then when it comes to health, that's where I think it gets a lot more confusing for me. Um, but yeah, we can go into that a little. Like, I was a vegetarian for a long time, so I 
understand the ethical side, obviously, of eating animals. And of course, of course, the conventional agriculture is just terrible. It's that's it's horrible. Um, so like, yeah, trying to and, and I think like a lot of carnivores that we have had on our podcast, they say cool things like it's 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 our purpose to be the change like yeah vegans are going to you know they're they're very outspoken about eating animals are bad but it's really up to the meat eaters to start making changes in the way that you know the animals are processed yeah but i actually have a question so for you guys um so is it that you so do you have is your answer i guess to stop eating meat altogether or is it to change the farming practices and the way we approach um animal welfare and that in that respect. I think to put out there everyone should be a vegan is a pretty unrealistic um, claim. And I think that, like you said, the consumer needs to be cognizant of what they're buying. Like, I think that consumers, people, don't realize the power we hold and that when you are um, holding standards higher for, you know, just going into your grocery store, that that has so much power that people don't realize. Um, It's just a realistic kind of goal so know where your food's coming from only buy from responsible um Mm -hmm. sources and you know don't give in to the cheap meat and the cheap dairy that's right i think the price is a big problem too we need to sustain our civilization and that's impossible at the rate we're doing it so right um if i can live a vegan life and be happy and healthy and in shape and active um i'm excited about that and i think anyone could I'm not going to say eliminate all of it, but I would like to see um, animal products become a luxury. Yeah. And I avoid them 100% just because it's the same way as maybe you guys avoiding a donut. I know if I eat a chicken wing, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I love chicken and meat and, uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, it, was, it was something that's it's easier for me to be 100%. But in reality, I just think it needs to be a luxury, not just for health and compassion in the environment, but... We're just not going to last at this rate. Mm-hmm. We don't gr- have enough uh, land to, or water. I mean, our population is going up exponentially, and most of those people aren't vegan, so they're going to want to eat meat and dairy. And we don't have enough land um, to sustain that. You know, not to get into it, but like the West currently, there's this huge um, new like thing that they want to euthanize all these wild horses. Oh, here we go. Hold on to your hats. (laughs) All these, kill these wild horses that are in the West. Um, and they skew it as that the wild horse population is, you know, uh, going up exponentially, but it's not, it's just that we need more room in the West to farm cattle and these wild horses are taking the land. So it's just, we need more and more land to produce more and more food. And um, we don't need that. Maybe just change your diet a little bit. Yeah, you don't need to stop eating meat and dairy altogether. But, you know, eating plants or growing plants is so much easier than growing a cow. You know, water usage and yeah. the, 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 the pollution and stuff. It's just insane. So... What do you guys what do you guys think about these lab created meats they're trying to work on now? It's funny because so this guy that I know, Nathan Runkle, is the head of MFA and um, he's like the mercy for animals. It's like big L.A. It's like uh, a PETA wannabe PETA type Um, thing. Anyways, I feel like he'd be really offended. Um, <laughs> anyways, he's, him and like Moby just had a big festival in L.A. for yeah. like veganism. But um, he's working with some of the scientists putting that together, and he ate like a three thousand dollar meatball. Um, so lab meat in 
our opinion, I probably would use it very, very minimally. Like it would be like a um, like a Christmas dinner or something. But like I said before, I decided to not eat meat. I'm just not gonna eat meat. Um, it's like just that simple. I eat it. I eat purple Doritos once in a while too. It's just it's a luxury. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. it's it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna be. There's still a lot. It's probably gonna be less healthy than. Yeah, like than in the production the- of it, they still um, they have to use this thing called bovine growth hormone or something and it's like the blood of like a calf it's just like this weird stuff like so an embryo I think. yeah so i don't know i'm not necessarily down i'm cool with it because it's gonna um eventually lead to less animal cruelty you know if you can make meat in a lab then making it in some land that's better for our environment that's better for a bunch of cows um but me personally eat it i i think it's like kind of weird i think this leads to as um the keto diet, like what, what could a meat eater do to help with this? In like you said, mega this insane animal agricultural practices that that I don't think anyone would want to justify. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, I guess what you can do. It's tough though because we're speaking from a place of privilege where we have money to buy whatever kind of meat we want, really, mm-hmm. um, any kind of groceries we want. Is we don't even think about money when we go in the grocery store. Uh, but there's a lot of people that don't have that luxury. So like, I don't know, like, what do they buy? Do they buy Cheetos? Do they buy like the Dorito? I don't know, like a vegan option at the, at the (laughs) convenience store. Um, a lot of times the most nutri or like the most calorie dense thing you can get in, uh, underprivileged places like a happy meal or something like that. So I don't really know what to tell those people, but I think just, it's not really going to be a grassroots type of thing, but and, and not enough people are outraged to really make a change. It just seems like it's going to keep on going the way it is going. But um, I think people are starting to realize, like, there's definitely, if you start a farm, like a grass-fed meat farm, there's going to be people wanting to buy that. Like, people always want to buy good stuff. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of like what we do. Uh, and yeah, just, where do you guys get your meat from? Yeah, we get a lot of it from ButcherBox, which is a delivery service. They do grass-fed, grass-finished meats. We want to look into like more local CSA type of stuff, but um, we also just get it from the grocery store. Sometimes we try to get grass-fed as much as possible. Um, That's good. But yeah, it's just it, it's it's a tough situation to be in because yeah. when you go to the grocery store, and I think you guys even had a podcast on this: the subsidies in the meat industry versus like vegetables. Like right. it's hard to tell someone to go and spend four dollars on like fifty calories of spinach. Like right. that doesn't make sense for you to do. So I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a predicament we're in. No, we're we're in it too, man. We get it. It's you know we uh, we teach high school for very. Um, we're in a developing. I oh, what do I? Lisa call gets it? in trouble for saying like, we live in the ghetto, but uh, we live in urban Columbus, Ohio. Didn't you live in Columbus, Ohio? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, we teach in Columbus City Schools. Yeah. So we deal with our students eating very, very um, nutrition, like devout foods. (laughs) And it's really frustrating because we see their health crumbling like in front of our eyes and they're in high school. So it's very frustrating. I mean, it seems like we're picking up on this a lot more. Like everyone's paying more attention to health lately. So I can only imagine it's going to get better and better. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that was was a good conversation guys yeah. <laughs> deep um okay well thanks for being on and um to end we want to know what you guys are having for dinner 
Or I don't we, know. Yeah, dinner. I am going to have, I actually already have it in my fitness pal. You guys <laughs> might not like to hear it, but I'm going to. Lately, I've just been doing egg yolks. I've been not eating the whites as much. I save them sometimes. So I'm going to do like three egg yolks, um, a sausage, and some collard greens, and some butter. Just kind of like a scramble. Okay. And I'm going to do um, a sausage as well with some pork carnitas, some spinach, and sour cream. Awesome. Whoa, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, what are you guys having? We're yeah. having a taco salad. <laughs> What's in that? Um, I made uh, cauliflower and walnut like beef, you know. No. And, oh, that's um, a v- that's a keto uh, that is? meat right there. The ca- yeah, so cauliflower is low carb, right? Yeah. yeah. We use cauliflower all the time. So Boom, look at that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have a keto vegan dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Are your your kids uh, also eat? I'm assuming a vegan diet as well, right? Um, no, so we, sort of. we have a um, nine-year-old um, who's my stepson, his original, and then uh, we have a nine-month-old baby, and he's oh. obviously just, you know, yeah. not vegan. Or, I mean, you know, he's eating formula. Yeah, but he's on the soy formula. He is on but, soy formula. But the nine-year-old's interesting because it's a, it's a 50-50. His right. mother is... It's a not it's a battle. We are, so it's um, a, it's interesting to watch that process. But we are raising a vegan baby, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. Did you breastfeed? I did. I did breastfeed, but sadly it stopped without my um oh, control. Did like six months. I did. I did like six months. Yeah, I just like stopped. It didn't. I, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy concept. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you guys feel about soy consumption? Um, in like regards to like man boobs. No. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is a, this is a thing a lot of people will talk about on keto. The, yeah. I mean, I, I was worried about it first because that's what I had heard before I was keto when I was, or before I was keto, before I was vegan, even when I was eating low carb and just trying to be healthy, um, something about a big glass of milk just didn't seem right. And I really enjoyed this, that soy formula or soy milk had so much more protein in it. Um, so I started drinking a lot of that, and uh, but then I started reading things like, oh, soy's bad, soy's bad. So I was always a little freaked out about it. I don't know. It's a long story, but my understanding of it is that you, you can't get too much of it, but we do restrict it. Soy um, estrogen is different from estrogen you're going to get from cow's milk. So your body's not going to process it the same way. Like when you're eating estrogen from milk, that's a very hormonal thing in itself. Like my breast milk was very hormonal because – uh, it's just that's what it is. Um, the soy estrogen is just not processed in our body the way that estrogen went. So you're not going to get um, man boobs from it. But as <laughs> soy, um, as in anything, you shouldn't overindulge in something. So you shouldn't be doing, you know, like a glass. Watch your servings, but watch your servings about everything. You know, you shouldn't right. overindulge everything, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a beef. I'm- I'm on the same page. No, yeah. a lot of people think like the second you start eating soy, you get man boobs. But when I was a vegetarian, I was eating like 80 grams a day, like something crazy. I was just eating tofu all the time yeah. and I didn't have any bad effects. But I think this is just like the case of if you want to believe something just because you want to believe it, you can. Like there's one, I think there's like one case where a guy ate like 200 grams of soy a day and he developed man boobs or something. I was just going like, to say that. Like I did the research and I found that one article, yeah. one guy, they traced it back to a ton of milk and a ton of tofu, but it was just him. literally one example and that's what people run with. Yeah, that's funny. Um, well, okay. 
I don't know. I had a thought. It went out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, aside from all of this, um, we're excited for you guys. You guys seem like you've you've done very well with uh, your Keto Connect and everything, and yeah. kind of an like inspiration I to some us stuff a little from about bit. Keto, you know, like yeah. I feel like I went in with some preconceived notions, and I have they're they've changed. Yeah. Well, just. Ass- you did a good job with the interview, I think. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, aside from the keto, aside from the vegan, um, we're, we're aspiring to, to share this message in a similar way as you guys. I think you guys have a big YouTube presence and then started a podcast. Um, we started a podcast and uh, just for fun, and it kind of took off a little bit. And uh, so then we've tried to open up a little bit of a YouTube presence and uh, mm-hmm. Lisa's website and recipes and stuff. But it seems like you guys are doing it right. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you get Internet famous? <laughs> <laughs> we won't it's air hard. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, but um, it's just a lot of consistency, honestly. I think like right place, right time. We started yeah. it. And then I don't know if we started it like before keto really like got super popular or as it was getting super popular. But, um, yeah, just being consistent, like we did the same thing for a year, basically, like three recipes, three YouTube videos every week. And it's tough when no one's watching. It feels like no one cares if you put the time in, but it's not worth it until it is, I guess, is what I would say. And if you make like a vegan keto recipe, um, definitely email it to us and we'll share it and stuff. Awesome. Definitely. That would be so sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you guys being on our show and, uh. Um, we like your podcasts and your videos and all yeah. that stuff too. So, if you're ever in Columbus, give us a shout. And if you need any we vegan uh, people, yeah. we'd, we'd like to be your go-to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be your mate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the interview, and um, I don't know. We'll see you around. Thanks, guys. See you guys. So see ya. Bye. All right. That, that was good. That was awesome. Yeah, they're really nice. All day today, we're like. What is this conversation going to be like? Yeah. Are we going to throw down with them? Like well, Le- Lisa's notes say like offensive attack right. exclamation point in all caps. Well, it's funny because this morning I got in a fight with someone, a family member. <laughs> they're being super mean. And um, that's when I wrote that because I was like upset. And I was like, ah, I'm going to battle. And then like by the end of the day, give me like an hour I was like, oh, it's fine. Well, we need more of this in the world. People trying to understand each other and why they do what they do. Yeah. Um, And we we don't agree with what keto people eat. We don't think it's good for the environment or maybe not for our health. But um, overall, it is better for your health. And it is. When you're um, cognizant of it. Again, being cognizant of your health and mindful of your health. That is what's up. Jimmy had um, a debate because. You were like, don't offend them, don't offend them, don't offend them. And it's like, I'm not personally attacking them. I want to talk about their diet. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm, I might have, you know, a differing opinion on their diet. That doesn't mean I'm attacking them. I know, I know. But, like, that's just sad that that's the world we live in. It is. And I'm, I'm the last person to have any sort of concern what people think of me, but. Keto Connect's like wicked YouTube famous. <laughs> and uh, no, originally, I, I was just thinking, like, Oh, we have to be nice to these people because they're so YouTube famous. But now, after we got to talk to them, it's like, no, they're just really they're cool. Because they're human beings, yeah, they're, and we should be nice to people. They're YouTube famous because they're cool, normal people doing right. good things and helping people. So. Yeah, but you're allowed to differ opinions with people. That's what I'm getting at, is that people are so scared to, like, like if you do something, I'm going to yell about what you did. I'm not yelling at you 
you know, as a person. Yeah, it's the story of my life. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, both of us, we've gotten a lot of blowback from yeah. being vegan podcasters. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was Lisa Beats Beat episode 36. Uh, next episode, we have a coworker coming on with us. Who, he's the band director. Uh, he's been on a vegan diet for like six or seven weeks now. He says he's feeling amazing. And he's literally like one of the funniest people we know. Yeah, he's great. And episode 37 will be, is vegan a bad word? It's a fun one. He uses all the time. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening. And don't forget, rate us, subscribe, write me your vegan story. Let me know how you're doing. And Thank you. We said we should meet episode four.